sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd. I was just uh, actually trying to catch the VP debates before oh, we, uh, before we I watched, jumped like, on here. I watched like 10 minutes of it, but I, I had a busy day. Nothing too exciting, it looks like. Not yeah. much of a swing. Nothing yeah. crazy. Kamala Harris is... Uh, Kamala Harris, I should say, yeah. her pronunciation is different. Yeah. Kamala Harris is kind of prosecuting, and Mike Pence is his usual monotone self. Dude. <clears throat> I think it'll be one of those debates where both sides will claim victory, pat themselves on the back, and move on. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I, I, I listened to like a part where they were talking about the Rose Garden party, and it just, it was just yeah. like, really? All right, God damn it. it. Sounds stupid. Yeah. But what I did do today, I went. I went and got a flu shot. Do you get your flu vaccination every year, Ali? I don't actually. I'm not a. I don't take. I don't get the flu vaccine. Why? I'm, I don't like the idea of being injected by, by the flu. Hmm. But it's like a dead case of the flu. Yeah, it's dead, and it's meant like you get kind of a little bit out of sorts for a bit, but it helps you. I I don't get one because I don't want to get sick, so I don't really need hmm. the flu vaccine. Um, I think I've been sick maybe in my adult life twice in my life um and generally i'm recover pretty quickly so i don't get sick very often i have a pretty good immune system in that regards um and two is just it's been habit i've never gotten the flu shot since i was a kid and hmm. once i became an adult i just never have i don't i think the last time i got the flu shot i may have been like 16 to be honest with you interesting yeah i yeah. got it today you get it yearly though right yeah i get it yearly it's just something i don't know like ever since i've had insurance yeah. Um, so for like the past like seven or eight years, like any time, like I go into the doctor and like, oh, you want to get a flu shot? I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm down. Um, but I, I mean, going going into flu season is going to be a disaster, right? Because you people, yeah. Gonna, do you have the flu? Do you have the COVID? What, what do you have? This True. is going to be it's going to be funky. So if any well, year you should get a flu shot, this is the year. This year, yeah. So the thing is, is um, I I didn't get the flu shot one year in the past like seven years or so yeah. um and that was that year that i got really really sick when i got the flu remember like mm-hmm. i was out for like a week and a half almost mm-hmm. and you made me wear this is like this is the first i bought masks because you made me wear a mask to come mm-hmm. over to your house that yep. day um which was like years ago um yeah but that was the one year i didn't get the flu shot and i think what people don't understand about like the flu vaccine or the flu shot is yeah you could still get the flu if you get the shot but it doesn't last as long so now like bro i get sick all the fucking time like my yeah, you I have, have a Im- really weak immune system yeah i have the immune system of fucking <clears throat> like a 90 year old woman you know mm-hmm. um but <laughs> when i get when when i get the flu it only lasts like two or three days now instead of like yeah. You know, if I don't have the flu shot, it lasts like a week and a week and a half, you know? So well, like, that's, that's the point. It's like, you don't become, the flu shot doesn't immune. make you hundred percent immune, right? Like it's not a, it's not a superpower. It's not, but what it does is it helps build those antibodies, right? So that one, you can fight it off. And two, if you do get sick, it's far more mild because the reality is the flu is actually quite deadly, not super deadly, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes about 60, 50 to 60,000 people a year. So if you have, you know, comorbidities, if you are older, the flu is pretty, it's not something you, you know, you want to risk. That's why we yeah. get the flu shot. 
it's nowhere near as deadly as COVID, but it's still quite deadly uh, in regards to, to illnesses. Like, a common cold isn't going to kill you as often as the flu will. No. Right? Not at all. Yeah. And so that's why you want to build up those antibodies. I personally, you know, <clears throat> I'm just not a shot person, you know, yeah. and have a tendency not to uh, get flu vaccines, but I encourage other people to do so. Especially in 2020, it's, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Um, but I'm also uh, super careful about my health. You know, when someone gets sick, I, I don't you, let them come over. You stay away, they, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I disinfect the shit out of them. Have you, force have them you to wear masks. Have you seen anyone since the quarantine started? No, I mean, I've seen people, but I haven't been like, I haven't socialized, if that's what you're asking. Like, can I yeah, that's out, hung out with like, people? No, yeah. no. So I you haven't done... hung out with people since like, February, March? Yeah, I haven't hung out with anyone since beginning of March. Yeah. Damn, I've, dude. I've, I've a Google Hangout. I've a Skyped. I've Zoomed. I've seen people, right? Like when I've gone out. Uh-huh. Uh, I've gone on walks. I'm living a pretty comfortable enjoy, and I'm enjoying my life. But the socializing I've completely cut off. Any type of like uh-huh. in-person socializing. Like I've had a couple opportunities where people are like, hey, you want to go out and grab dinner? I'm like, yeah, no, thanks. When are you going to start? Uh... You know, when there's a vaccine, I think. Will you take the vaccine? Probably not. No? So you'll, you'll, you're still okay with everyone else taking it, but you won't take it? Yeah. I, I mean, I'll still be pretty careful. Uh-huh. But I don't think I'll take it. I mean, it depends. Depends, right? Like, if there's really, like... The science you is have there? To t- yeah, the science like, you have to take this vaccine, then yeah, I'll take it, right? It's like, right. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch of the imagination. No, I get it. I have had all my vaccinations. All my kids will have vaccinations. I'm pro-vaccination. But I'm also <laughs> not pro-Big Pharma. I'm very careful about, you well, know. Well, yeah, I don't think any of us are. Right, so I'm, uh, I think it, uh, it'll come down to, like, what's going on at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm 50-50. If, the, if other... If, if the science shows that a lot of people have done it and COVID's not as deadly, then I probably won't do it. You but won't? if it's one of those instances where it's like, oh shit, this thing is still going to be deadly like five years from now, then yeah, I'll, 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 take, the, I'll take the vaccine. I'm going to be first in line for that shit, yeah, bro. I, know. I, know. I mean, you should because you, you're also... You get, I'm a you're, butterfly, you're, man. You chances, don't fly, bro. Yeah, but your chances of getting exposed also are a lot higher. Yeah, my fiance's a nurse. So. Yeah, your fiance's <laughs> a nurse. You're yeah. out in retail. Yeah. Whereas like... You know, I'm, you're a recluse. I'm super. Rec- I I was reclusive before the fucking <laughs> yeah. pandemic. How hard was it to get me to go out and socialize before That's the pandemic? True. That's true, right? It was like one in a, it's a one in five shot. You invite me, and yeah. I'll say yes one out of the five times. Now the COVID has just given me an excuse to be like, uh, hell no, bro. Speaking of taking you out places, so I took uh, my fiance to dinner last week Where'd at one of our spots. At uh, Mangia Bena across the street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I told her, I was like, this is me, Ali, and V spot we used to come yeah. here. And then that, mm-hmm. that one uh, server who always tries to speak to us in Farsi came by and he spoke oh, to okay. us in Farsi again. And like, I don't think he, I, he doesn't recognize me because, you know, there's a million people that go there all the time. And I only yeah. go there like once well, a year. So him. I recognize him, you know? And like, I was like, my fiance loved the food. Oh, we it's had good. a great time. Yeah. Oh, we almost saw somebody die. Bro. So. Someone died there? No, no, almost. So check this out, all right? So it's across the street from the house, right? And you know that light by my house? Like, most people turn left, whatever. So the light for us has been green for maybe like 10, 15 seconds, right? So not very long, but still long. So like, you know, like I'm kind of just driving forward and 
so is the people from the other side, right? Um, and some other fucking van starts just speeding by and running the red light. And I notice it from the, like my peripheral and I honk, like I'm just holding down the honk and the car in front of me, like the, uh, the one coming straight, like mm-hmm. t- towards me, uh, from the other side, like looks up, notices that I'm honking, looks over and sees this guy just almost like crash into her. Oh, Jesus. Bro, this poor girl was shook because this guy was going like 40, 50 miles per hour. He Did he just not see the red light? Did he? What was going I on? I have no idea, but I'm sitting there honking at him and he just kind of like sped through, like nearly killed her. Jesus. And like, I didn't know what to do. Now, again, I'm with my fiance. She's a nurse. Legally, if something happened, she has to help. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and I like, know that. yeah, legally, she has to help. If she doesn't, she could go to jail for it. Like, if they find out, like, she was there and she didn't try to help. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was, uh, it was all heroics when someone's like, is there a doctor on the plane? No, 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 no. Legally. Right yeah, yeah. If you're a doctor or a nurse um, and they say, is there a doctor or a nurse on the plane? I you have to respond. I didn't know that. I thought it was just people being heroic. Mm-mm. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a legal I've thing. Always, I've always wanted to have one of those moments, by the way. Oh, is there a doctor playing? Yes, I'm a PhD in history. <laughs> history. It's from that one. There's that one meme. Do you yeah. see me post when I got my, my degree? The meme's yeah. like, uh, is there a doctor here? I'm a doctor. You're a doctor of history. What a possible emergency could we need you for? That the 70s were great? They were. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what TV that's... show it's from, but it's great. It's still my favorite scene, though, the uh, from Brooklyn Nine Nine, where like he goes at it with like the the dentist, the dentist, like, doctor. You're a dentist. He's like, at least PhD I'm a real doctor. Unlike those people, that's an actual doctorate. <laughs> and he goes, it's, "It's funny because it's actually true, but yeah. <laughs> that's the actual history. The PhD came first. But the, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. Was the uh, seating outdoor for uh, the restaurant? Yeah, the seating was outdoor. It was nice. We were like, it was so we. What does it feel had... like? SoCal is taking this not that seriously. Dude, I live in fucking Orange County, man. No one takes this shit seriously, bro. Like, I drove by a hookah bar the other day, and the shit was packed. Are you kidding me? No. A hookah bar. Yeah. Fucking Christ, It's a respiratory people. disease, bro. We're at a hookah so bar. Not just shit. a... I mean, we, we found out that it was aerosolized, right? Like, the, I mean, it was aer, it pra, passed through air droplets, aerosol. But CDC just updated their guidelines that say that it's, all, it's airborne as well. Mm-hmm. That it's not just... You know, when you're someone speaking, but it can actually linger in the air. Yeah, that's why you should wear a mask. Yeah. Were yeah, people but, wearing masks at it? Uh, where, oh, yeah. When, like, until you sit down. Um, and then they take off the mask. Yeah, they didn't take off the mask. But, like, they, they spaced the tables out, like, six feet apart and shit. So, like, it wasn't too bad. There was, like, a family having, a, like, a birthday dinner, like, next to us. And, like, it was, like, two. We were in between two families. Weird. They're that trying to, like. weird. They're trying to like make it so like you know she gets the baby fever. Yeah. Well, speaking of masks, um, some kind of exciting news in the uh, news in the world of uh, nerddom, and oh, that yeah? is that they've officially cast uh, someone for um, the upcoming Miss Marvel movie. Yes, the Kamala Harris. Not Kamala Harris. <laughs> Kamala First Khan. All, it's Kamala Harris oh. and Kamala Khan. <laughs> Uh, you know, Kamala, Kamala, same. Thing. Kamala versus Kamala, Kamala. It's yeah. they're both South Indian names, man. They're, they're both very much South Indian names. I mean, uh, Kamala Harris has South as Indian roots, so 
Yeah. Yeah. This is this is interesting because they've um, they've cast a completely a newcomer. Yeah, Iman Vellani. Someone new, and people are pretty excited about the representation uh, of the of this movie. First and foremost, Miss Marvel itself is kind of unique. Miss um, Marvel was kind of relaunched, and th- a new character was created for Miss Marvel. G. Mm-hmm. Willow Wilson was the uh, author, the the writer behind it. The original? And, no, no, no. For for uh, Kamala Khan, she's the one who created uh, Kamala Khan. No, it's G- Bisha Bisha K. Ali. B- Bisha K. Ali worked with G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson is the writer. No. Yeah. So G. Willow Wilson, uh, who is a, a convert to, to Islam uh, and is quite a popular uh, writer, um, who's, who, her own books are kind of phenomenal, Bird King and whatnot. People should definitely uh, check it out. She ends up creating, they ask her to, to kind of relaunch uh, Miss Marvel, and she's the one who ends up creating uh, Kamala Khan alongside um you know other people like like uh, Sana Amanat um and it's it's fascinating because they originally wanted to make her a Somali American hmm. girl um and there in was Minneapolis in yeah there was also like ideas should she wear a hijab um uh, G Willow Wilson herself is a hijabi but they have decided against it but it's so fascinating because in terms of superhero characters she's part of this new wave uh that includes um younger representation of superheroes right we've already seen superheroes kind of fall into two categories the peter parkers of the world right Mm -hmm. which are supposed to be sort of teens and then the tony starks of the world which are already adults tony stark right captain america these are already the x-men these are all mostly rogers steve rogers whatever well, the like X-Men, of, some of them are teens. Some of them are teens, right? So they generally fall into these two categories. Uh, they decided for, for Kamala Khan to make her a teenager. But she's a person of color. Yes. She's of South Asian descent. She's a Muslim. And she's that a Pakistani-American. Pakistani-American. And that makes it very, very unique, right? There's not a lot of... When you usually think superhero teen, they're generally very white. Yeah, um, your Peter Parkers. Yeah, your Peter Parkers of the world, or occasionally they may be, you know, of of Eastern European descent or Russian or some shit like that, yeah, right? Like crawler. Colossus is an example of that. Nightcrawler is another example of that, right? So these are these kind of characters. But so this, she's really kind of uh, a first there. I think the only other she could fall into the same category Miles Morales. of Miles Morales, exactly. Yeah. Of these kind of new younger people of color that are really tapping into a whole new generation of, of superheroes that are super relatable in ways that I think Marvel, Marvel didn't imagine early on. Because when they imagined superheroes, they imagined white suburban or maybe white urban kids, right? And now you have these characters like Miles Morales and Kamala Khan who are reaching whole new demographics, right? She's a woman. She's Pakistani-American. She's Muslim. That's pretty big in of itself. Um, but the writing is also quite good. I haven't read a lot of it, but what I have read is really, really good. Um, and she's a very likable character. So there's been a lot of hype about it becoming an actual movie. And now here we are. 
Yeah, um, I mean, they're not doing it as a movie. It's a series on Disney Plus. Um, so it's going to be same streaming. Shit, streaming. Movie, yeah, same but yeah, I, I get it. Same, but she will be featured in Marvel movies, is what Kevin Feige said going yeah. forward. So yeah. she will. Because Marvel integrates, right? Yeah, but the standalone, her standalone series will be on Disney Plus. Um, the uh, the Which young. Will, uh, steel allegedly, mine. allegedly watch. Yeah, dude, I, you could just use my login. So I get it for free. Um, this so, is the principle. It's the same thing, bro. If you're getting it for free, you get it for free either way. Uh, anyways, so um, the the young lady that they cast to play uh, Kamala Khan, uh, her name is Iman Vilani. Um, I don't know where exactly Iman is from, but she she's broadly South Asian, I want to say. Mm, okay. So uh, I, I don't want to specify on where because I don't know yet. Um, but they have announced four directors so far for some of the episodes. And it was two Arab men, uh, the two Arab men, well, Middle Eastern men, Middle Eastern men. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm basing this off of their names, which I shouldn't do because, let's be real, the, you never know, um, <laughs> but they look Middle Eastern. So you have uh, uh, Adil El Arbi, uh, who's going to be uh-huh. directing an episode, uh, Bilal Fala, who's going to be directing mm-hmm. another, and then you have uh, two South Asian women. You have Mira Manan who is an Indian-American woman who will be directing an episode. And then uh, Charmin Obaid Chinoy, I think I pronounced mm. her name. Uh, it's her married name. Uh, she's a Pakistani-American woman. So it's, it's cool to see that they're not just putting out a brown character, yeah. but they're, they're bringing in Middle Eastern and South Asian directors yeah. as well and yeah. writers. Because that's big, right? Representation on the screen is great. Right, like being yeah. able to see faces that look like yours is a wonderful thing, yeah. but if the stories aren't being told by faces that look like yours, yeah. then you get like the white savior complex. You know, yeah. like you end up with some really funky narratives. Orientalism. Uh, uh, yeah. Amon Vellani, by the way, is from uh, Pakistani origin. Her oh, she's Pakistani. Pakistani. Okay, yeah. but the, 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 you're you're right. I mean, Ali Baluch talked about this in in, in several of his talks around representation that representation isn't just on the screen, it's in the writer's room, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it matters who writes those stories. That's not to say that, you know, white people can't write people of color and shouldn't, right? But when you don't include that perspective, you end up with some really funky narratives. Um, we've seen this with you men end up trying with to write the, women. The boy who danced. The boy who danced. We see that also with the case of men who write women, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that They generally write, quote-unquote, empowered women, as men with boobs yeah basically basically that's what they do they don't really they don't consider empowerment in any other way than in very limited fashions um and then the same thing with with people of color when when you have white writers write people of color black people and people of color sometimes the narrative gets very very funky you end up with white savior issues um you end up with these kind of tropes i think uh, a really good example of kind of some funky writing that often kind of goes a little bit uh, under the radar is uh, um, the Parks and Recreation. Oh, Parks Abed? and Recreation has a, not, not, not Abed. Abed is in community. Um, Parks oh, and Rec sorry. is uh, with oh, uh, to- Tom Andy Haverford. And Tom Haverford and, and, yeah. and Aziz Ansari's character. Aziz yeah. Ansari's character. But most of the writers there are pretty white. Most, not mm-hmm. all. But uh, a prime example of that is Donna's character, right? She's the only black character on the show 
she mm-hmm. doesn't have speaking lines until episode four. Yeah, she, she doesn't have. Like yeah, she and she doesn't say much, and she doesn't have an actual story arc, like an actual main story arc, until I mean, uh, until season four, if I'm not mistaken. So episode four before she finally speaks, season four until she finally has a main story arc, and then the last season, um, where she is, she plays a much bigger role. She has no con- no agency of her own outside of the other characters. She plays a sort of fairy godmother for all the other characters. She mm-hmm. finds Ron the hairdresser. She creates that foundation with um, Rachel for after-school kids. She brings the oranges for Gary slash Jerry slash Larry. Larry, yeah. <laughs> right? So Burgage. at the end... That's what ends up happening is black characters either um, end up falling into really bad tropes that require some type of savior or they themselves become a sort of the just mama a, hen. yeah, a mama hen character that kind of takes care of everyone else, but doesn't have a personality or character of her own. Yeah. And you also see it like one of the movies that we discussed a few years back that they invited us to a it's, they invited us to a screening and we shit all over their movie but rock the caspa yeah, yeah. um, rock the caspa was a prime example of this, yeah, yeah dude you you had brown representation right like the yeah. the 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 main act not the main actress but the actress like that played the girl singing um yeah. she's middle eastern you know they had like middle eastern guys all over it but it was written by a guy named Mitch Glazer and it was yep. directed by Barry Levinson you know yep. like and the they white can't. savior complex in that is like ridiculously overt, yeah, right? Like super overt. And then it was produced by two brown guys who got mad that we called out the white savior complex, and then they never showed up again after yeah. they got called that. Yeah, and th- that's a prime example of what happens when you know the people behind the the <laughs> the writing desk aren't you know thinking about other perspectives because it it is a matter of of a blind spot if you've grown up to a particular experience it doesn't mean you're incapable of writing anything else but it means it requires an effort for you to change your perspective to think as somebody unlike yourself and some writers can't do that or some writers choose not to do that and so we end up with with really bad characterizations we end up with really bad forms of representation this is also to a certain extent why there's been such a big pushback on representational politics more broadly mm-hmm. is because the representations that have ended up happening haven't always been that good and you just kind of go there oh that's really awkward right um, and it's not, and it's not just about race. And race is certainly an important factor. Gender plays a big role. Sexuality, mm-hmm. even able-bodiedness, right? So when when able-bodied people write about people who are not able-bodied, right, they end up romanticizing diseases. They end up romanticizing medical conditions. Uh, and people are like, "Yeah, our my you know chronic condition or my you know uh, d- issue is not your romantic backdrop, yeah. right?" And but we see this a lot. So this is this is why it's critical for the writers to either be able to shift their perspective and think of someone other than their own background, or two, make sure that the writing table has a diverse cast, people who go, hold on a minute, this sounds funky, right? Mm-hmm. Or who can really, really bring a person to life. And I think this is one of the reasons why people are kind of excited about Kamala Khan is that both in the comic books, right? She's mm-hmm. pretty solid representation. She is not a two-dimensional Muslim character. No. Right? We've seen this in other Muslim characters. They've tried to do it with uh, Dust, right? Oh, yeah. 
who is a Muslim character on X-Men. And it's great. It's like Muslim representation, but holy shit, it's a woman in a burqa who controls sand. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you go, come on. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's not exactly what we were talking about yeah, when we yeah. said representation. Thanks, thanks. Well, what's next? You're going to give us a freaking, like a... A, a, a snake charmer or something yeah, like no yeah. it's 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 bad so kamala khan on the other hand is far more she's an american teen she's she's more complex she's more nuanced she's more interesting she deals with ordinary teen stuff they don't make you know into her into a caricature of you know pakistani immigrants or muslim immigrants or or, or whatnot so I think that's where the excitement comes from, is that she's a really solid representation. So having her cast as someone who's a little-known you know, figure, a little-known actress, uh, is exciting. It's an opportunity for someone to really make it big, thanks to Marvel. Um, but also seeing who's writing it. So there's some really good hype about and this. That it, doesn't yeah. always happen, yeah. right? Sometimes least, it's the exact opposite. What know? was that? At least in our community. Yeah, there's certainly hype. I mean, you've, the podcasts are all talking about it. The, I mean, you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. The articles are all being written. And I think it's partly because of the fact that, that, you know, Marvel did some pretty solid casting here and brought on some pretty solid people. That does not always happen. I think Black Panther was kind of the, the moment in which we really saw things shift with Coogler being brought on, yeah. representation looking solid. So I think... Marvel's a little bit more aware of that. Maybe not always. Uh, Disney, after all, is pretty flawed, and I'm not. I'm never super comfortable with corporations, right? Pretending mm-hmm. to be woke. Yeah. But I think there's there's cause to be optimistic here, and that's unique. You don't always look at a. I mean, neither of us are big Miss Marvel followers, right? No, I never. I've and never. Yet read we're it, looking yeah. at this and going, "Oh wow, this is actually going to be exciting." Yeah, maybe like we'll I'm, watch this. I will for sure, a hundred percent. It's going to put it on my watch list. I'm also gonna. Uh, if anyone wants to represent me and be my agent, I'm willing to play the role of uh, Kamala Khan's uncle, Daud Khan. <laughs> so, if, uh, bring me on, man. I can do good accent and You're be too a caricature. Short. You're but, too short. I mean, you, ha- you have to be taller than five five in order to be. Uh, you can't. It doesn't work if the nineteen year old. Kamala Khan is taller than you. Listen, first of all, Uncle G. You know, some have you seen old Uncle G's? They're yeah, short, man. True. Give me a cane, you know. But put some gray in my beard. I'll be like her nice forty-year-old uncle. I mean, you don't need to put the gray in your beard. You already look relatively forty. I don't. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Seventy-year-old man-looking motherfucker telling me I look forty. Fuck. I you. am actually relishing the fact that uh, as I'm getting older, I am now looking more my age. Yeah. than I did 10 years ago. Yeah, you're right? getting close. All you need is like, another... I'm getting close. And the good thing is like, I'm 17 not... 17 more years and you're solid. The the thing I love about is like, I did. I feel like I did all my aging in like 21, in 22. I got it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And now I haven't changed in like five years. I haven't changed either, bro. I look the damn same. No, your hair's receding, bro. But that's receding. normal, but not like, your it's hair's... not like crazy. But I've, I haven't, I look... The same as I did five, six years ago. You still roughly. look 40. I still look 40. I'm catching up to my, my age. I've done all my aging. I don't think I'm going to... I'm going to look like this until I'm 80, I think. And then 80, I'm going to get really fucking old. It'd be like that sometimes. It's all good. Yeah, once you turn 80, you're going to need a cane and a walker. You're going to have one of them like long beards. No, I, th- I don't think I'm ever going to need a walker. But I think I am definitely... like That's when my beard is going to go like fully white. 
Uh, like, I, so I think I do my aging in like spurts, you know, like growth spurts work. That's how my aging is. I did it in my early 20s. Then I'm done <laughs> until I'm like 80. And then I'm going to have like another massive age spurt. So like there's going to be a moment where like at 79, you're going to see me the next day when I turn 80 and I've aged like 10 years. Okay, fair. <laughs> I, I accept it. You can play her grandpa and I'll be her uncle. <laughs> I'm not that old fucking. Hire us! <laughs> not that old. I think I'd be a dreadful actor. I don't take direction very well. You just improv. I'm not. I mean, you could. You. Know, I don't follow rules, and I don't listen to people telling me what to do very well. Yeah, you. Rec- so I don't you, think I'd be a good actor. I think you'd be an all right actor. You're pretty excitable. Yeah. As a person, you, you deleted the one video of you acting on our YouTube, but it was also you cross dressing. <laughs> so I wasn't cross dressing; I wore a wig. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear here: we don't want to use derogatory terms, Diz. Wearing a wig—it's it's a derogatory term. It can be if you, you know, the depending on the context. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I don't think I'm a. I, I think I'd be a great voice actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, can I can be pretty dramatic. That. I could be. You know, I can yeah. do voice. Act. I don't think I can do acting, to be honest with you. Yeah, you can do, you can One, do that. One, I'm not good at deceit. I'm just not. People, I think people mistake the fact that I'm very private, that I'm somehow really good at, at like, concealing things. I'm actually not. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm actually pretty bad at, like, lying and deceiving. Oh, yeah, we're acting. talking about this. We're talking about this uh, the other day, about your mafia yeah, skills. Yeah, I, I mean, every time I play mafia, I fuck it up, right? <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> I me. Myself, <laughs> I accidentally give myself away. I said this the other day. I was talking to a, to a group of us where we were playing mafia at, at a friend's house. And you know, in mafia, the, the, the person, whoever the person is that's speaking, they're like, okay, if you're so-and-so, ra- raise your hand or look at me, right? Mm-hmm. So that they know who's who. And they came to me, and I forgot what I was, but they asked, and I had forgotten, and they you asked like the twice, for some and, shit. and the third time they asked, I remembered, oh shit, that's me, and I actually verbally went, oh shit. <laughs> so oh, shit, everybody me. knew exactly who I was. <laughs> so yeah, I'm horrible. I don't think I'd be a very good, like if they told me, you know, be happy, and I don't feel happy, I don't you think I could, I could do it, whereas <laughs> I think you could. Yeah, I, I think it. you'd actually be a good actor. You're excitable. Your emotion, you can kind of invoke various emotions, I think. I can do it, you man. You know, if they told you to cry, you could remember something sad and you'll probably start crying. Can you cry on cue? No, I can't cry on cue. I'm not that good. You should try it. Try it in the mirror and then tell me. Because if you no, can, no. then you can't. Then no, you no, can no. be an actor. I can't. I've tried before. I don't know how to do that. That's it. the sign of a good actor is crying on cue. I don't think I can cry on cue yeah. at all. They'd be no. like, shed some tears. You're at a funeral, and I'm just like, oh, this is kind of nice. The sandwiches are great. <laughs> you know, like, that's the problem. It's like, I don't think, like, instruction doesn't go well. Have you ever seen the, uh, that, uh, the bloopers of, of the old guy and the couple who were talking about buttery, flaky yeah. biscuits? Yeah. I think that'd be me. Flaky, biscuity. But not in the sense, like, that I can't get my words out because I'm pretty articulate, but I think in the sense of, like, just completely not following directions. I can, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I don't think I'd be a good actor. But put it, maybe cast us as background. No, we'll, cast me as the Uncle G, man. I, I'm happy it. to walk in the background and buy some chips or some shit. Yeah, just listen. I know, like, I jokingly made that uh, caricature, like, accent. Don't make me fucking do an accent. Let me just talk like this. I, could, I can do the New Jersey accent, you know? Just oh, talk God. like that and be like, yo, let me get some water. Anyone Kamala. Who hires Diz, please don't make him do any action. Kamala, let sake, me get some water. For the sake of a uh, sake of humanity, we, we don't need any more it. fucking accents from, from Diz. Forget about it, Kuji. I refuse I refuse to have your accents incentivized. We actually make money off of them. My Kuji. That's what I think. 
That's when I think I'd I'd lose faith in humanity entirely. Is if you started making money off your fucking accent, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> so don't do stand up comedy. <laughs> I'd be so angry. I'd be so angry if you became like a successful impressionist or some shit. <laughs> Anything else you do, I'd be I like support you a hundred percent, right? Porn you know, star. you open up an OnlyFans tomorrow. I got you. I'd be like, good, good for you, Diz. Go for you. So you become a you become a brilliant engineer. Anything, you know, you become a famous <laughs> actor. I'll support you. But if you become an impressionist. <laughs> And you become famous for your accent. I will hate you until the end of my life. <laughs> I can't be like I one. I refuse. Of... I refuse. That's a that's a line that cannot be crossed. If you if yeah. someone pays you to do your fucking Iranian accent, you know they make fun, <sighs> so they make fun of uh, comedians who are only funny because of their accents. So there was a comedian who was kind of big for a little bit, a Vietnamese comedian. If we had our third host with us, he'd probably know him. Uh, Dat Fan. So Dat mm. Fan got really popular in the Asian American community um, and more broadly uh, because he, he did the, the Vietnamese accent, right? Like he would pretend uh-huh. to like be his mom and stuff. And then like other comedians would be like, were making fun of him. Like, cause they'd bring him on and like, you know, like these guys are actually funny, like Patrice O'Neill and these guys. Yeah. And they're like, God damn it, dad, do something different. You just go to that accent and you go do the same thing over and over again. He's like, and you wonder why people don't like you. I'm like, oh, shit. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> the people, uh, I've always liked uh, com- comedians that have an accent that are able to kind of leverage it uh-huh. to be funny. Oh, that's yeah. really, that can be quite brilliant. There's a German comedian that lives in England. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot his name. I'm going to send you a link. And he's, he's like, his accent is like super German. Uh-huh. Right? Like, he's not exaggerating. He's like genuinely just got a German accent. But he leverages that German accent to talk about like misunderstandings in language. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You will just be on the floor laughing. Well, Kamel Nanjiani is like that too. Yeah. yeah I think, I think comedians who, who are able to speak to the awkwardness of language, yeah. right? And being unintelligible because of accents or whatnot. That's funny. People who don't have accents but put on accents. That's a hit or miss. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes less so. Also because there's an element of like making fun of the accent. Yeah, that's why people don't like right? releasing. Which is not very comfortable, right? Like, uh, I'm not okay with that. Whereas if you have the accent and you're able to kind of make fun of other people for not understanding you, mm-hmm. that's funny to me. Yeah. That's I, funny to me. I fucks with it. Yeah, also because like we live in America where accents in particular are treated as a sign that you're not intelligent. Yeah, I was told right? I had an accent. That shit was how, funny. Yeah, but how often do we talk about, like, for example, the South Asian accent, the Indian or Pakistani accent, as being, like, quickie mar or convenience store, but we don't talk about them as, like, doctor. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? not that, like, oh, yeah, doctor and whatever. Right. But, oh, wait, same yeah. thing in, re- like, you, you're in retail. You understand this, right? Where yeah, someone comes fine. in, if they have an Indian accent, people already um, automatically assume they're dumb. I, I mean, I guess it depends on the person. My store is maybe ran, not you. Yeah, my store is ran by an Indian person. Bro. Maybe not you, but certainly. I mean, it was pretty common when I was. Uh, my two supervisors are Indian. When I've worked in retail, if someone had an accent, there was already an assumption that they didn't. They were kind of, they were either dumb or uneducated. Oh yeah, you could like you could you could get them right. Yeah. Like you could trick them. You could yeah. get them. You could trick them. Nah. Or if they're do like if they're not understanding something, 
It's because they're dumb. Yeah, no, see, in my right. mind, these fuckers speak their language more fluently and then can speak our language, whereas I exactly, can't speak a lick of theirs. Right? So, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you don't understand what people's education backgrounds are, how yeah. smart people actually are. Yeah. Anyways, let's end it here. I think this was a, an Tangents. interesting podcast. We really, uh, yeah, stop. let's end at a racist accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this was an interesting episode. Let us know what you think about Miss Marvel uh, and, and Kamala Khan and representation in Marvel. I think they're doing relatively good. Um, not perfect, right? But they're they're really headed in the right direction. I think Black Panther really opened the door in that way. Again, you know, we'll see. Uh, there there is some interesting stuff coming up with Asian representation and now uh, South Asian representation. So we will see where things are headed. Looks exciting. I'm definitely going to tune in. Diz is going to definitely tune in. Let us know you. if you're going to tune in as well. And Diz, let them know how they can get a hold of us. Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. Twitter at currently nerdy. Instagram at currently nerdy. Tumblr, uh, currently nerdy.tumblr.com. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe, you know, do all the good stuff. Share us to your friends and family because you're not a true friend or family member to somebody unless you spread the gospel of currently nerdy. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Ali, how can I get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. I just did a new thread on the Gin King of Mercury, so if you're interested, go and check that out. Or on our sister podcast, Head on History, where I just released a new episode for patrons uh, on astrology in the Islamic world. Diz. You can catch me everywhere at Dizbullah, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. Um, Hit me up on like Twitter or something if you want to play Among Us. I could kill you. You know what I'm saying? We could do the damn thing. Uh, for everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. Remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs> <laughs>